Hey, what's up, people? This is Sports Debate Tuesday. It's going to be a fun, fun episode. It's going to be a fun week. That's Rob McLean. The episode starts right now. Got to get you right there. What up, man? How's it happening? In studio. Yes, in studio. There's something that feels good about this, dude. There's something that feels like mad organic about this. And I'm glad to have you in with your, with your skull cap. I like that wear, man. I might just take this Yankee hat off for <laughs> one of those things because it's starting to be brick in the South Bay, people. What's up? This is Sports Debate Tuesday. I'm your host of the most. I'm Jason DeBiz. That man is, say it with me, Rob, keep it. McLean, McLean, in studio. Zoom, we love you very much. And Zoom, you saved me during the COVID, the COVID pandemic. But there's nothing like having an organic brother in the house to talk about sports. We can do it right here. There you go. Oh, man. That's, that's that Shannon and Skip thing. That's right. I'd like to think I'm a little better than Skip, though. <laughs> you could be Shannon. Spit driveling. You could yeah. be Shannon. I'll be Skip. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> well, you run like Skip. <laughs> you train like that dude. That's that right. dude. That's right. You know what? I talk a lot of shit about that dude, but that dude's in shape. That yeah. dude runs every morning like five miles and at this ridiculous pace. So, you know, that's why he, that's why he talks all that nonsense. He tries to practice. He's got to he keep up, you know? Yes. <laughs> so what's up, people? Yo, big UFC this weekend. It was a card that was stacked from top to bottom. And usually when cards are stacked like that, they usually suck. But this one didn't. This one delivered, Um, I mean, ridiculously, right? We got quick question. We don't have it to shame or not to shame, but I'm going to definitely repair that at the end before we go because I want to talk about people who talk about gladiators in their arena, okay? We are going to do our top five Upsets in female mixed martial arts, of course. Hmm, who's the best player in the NBA? But first things first, Rob. It's a great time to be an NFL and NBA fan, isn't it? Mm. Yep. The holiday the holiday games for basketballs around the corner. I love Christmas Day. The playoff map for football is becoming less blurry and more clear. But we're going to talk about something that goes beyond stats and falls more into the category of what we affectionately refer to as our eye test. Rob. There is something that exists in sports called that's that's called stars get the calls. Star players, superstars get the calls. Meaning that if there's a foul, that superstar is going to get the benefit of the call. He's going to be in the free throw line. If there's a pass interference, that quarterback's throwing it, or maybe that that star wideout. Um, more often than not, the quarterback throwing it, he's going to get that call. So, my question is. And this is a fun question. Which sport babies their superstar players the most? Is it the NBA? Uh, there's a lot of sports out there. Volleyball, it's a wheelhouse. We love you. <laughs> but we don't get baby worth a damn. So we have hockey. <laughs> seems kind of fair. Baseball, rules are rules. And, um, and um, screw everybody the same. So I consolidate this question to two sports. Which sport babies their superstars the most? Is it the NBA or the NFL? Yeah, for me, uh, the NBA, absolutely. And I have to give them credit because they actually made it better this year. They took a lot of those ticky-tack fouls out. They made it all about basketball motion. And it honestly, the game is flowing so much better. But no matter what, uh, especially between these two sports, uh, you have less players, less court size, and the ball is in the player, star player's hands. Very few times does a star player not have the ball in his hands. So it's a lot easier for, for a referee to give them that call let's say as opposed to if the ball was in their hands leaving their hands going to another player and they're trying to get that call still uh. so i feel like just because the ball is in the possession of the star player while the foul is happening that they get paid a lot more um, but again like i said i have to uh, uh i appreciate the nba for changing their rules this season and making it a lot more difficult um you know, uh, or just making the game flow better, you know, being able to watch the game and not under, like expecting a foul every time there's a drive to the basket. So uh, I've really enjoyed watching the basketball this season. But to your point, I really believe that basketball babies, they're superstars a lot more, a lot more. Yeah. Rob, keep it McLean, McLean. I was coming into this debate show prepared to talk about why you were wrong 
and why the NFL babies their players more. I think quantitatively, I'm always going to lose that argument because there are more players in the um, there might be more players in the NFL than the NBA, or quantitatively on the court, uh, or or just more plays and more more chances for referees to execute those calls. And the only reason why I came up with this is because of this. Chris Rock, stand-up comedian, asked the general public, "Who do you think lies more, men or women?" He says, and he came to the conclusion that men lie more. But women tell bigger lies. The baby's yours. <laughs> you know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Now, definitely the NBA. I, I, I can't. There's no, there's no real argument against this, quantitatively speaking. The NBA definitely babies their superstars more than the NFL. But the number, this, this acute number of superstars and superstar te- and teams that the NFL babies sticks out so loud. It just makes my blood boil. We watched the Cowboys against Washington. Taylor Heineke falling down. Uh, I thought they were just going to say he was down by contact or that it was an incomplete pass. They, they, they actually looked at it. They looked at it and still ruled it a fumble. All right? My Buffalo Bills, down 24-3. I was just sitting here angry. I looked like Mr. Burns. My eyebrows looked like this. Came back, tied the game, had a chance to win the game instead of tie the game. Obvious pass pass interference call in the end zone. Literally, Diggs is like this. He gets pushed this way, out of the way, and the ball goes that way. That's pass interference. No call. All right, cool. As long as they call it both ways like that, cool. And then, in overtime, third and short, he literally gets his jersey hung. And the commentators, well, that ball wasn't in play. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Mike Evans takes down the receiver to defend him from intercepting the ball, and they call defensive pass interference on that. Never mind the replay about uh, whether he made fourth down, or, uh, first down or not, whether um, Fournette or something like that. That is babying Tom Brady. That was babying America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. And the reason why I came in here full of piss and vinegar, Rob McLean, to make this argument with you is because when those plays happen against America's favorite teams, Mm. it is a travesty. It is a miscarriage of justice. It is, oh, you know, remember, remember like the scab referees? When Russell Wilson threw that ball, that jump ball that oh, both yeah. guys caught at the same time and they gave it to the Seahawks and not team Aaron Rodgers. Right. Finally, that was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Those motherfuckers had to go. Yep. We got to get our refs back. Yes. <laughs> but nobody, the, the thing that pisses me off about the NFL, when it happens to teams that they don't favor, the only thing they remember is who won and testified to that person's greatness. I bring you to Aaron Rodgers. This is the game that made Calvin Johnson retire. Aaron Rodgers threw a bomb from midfield against Detroit, his favorite oh, team, the heartbreak beside Chicago. <laughs> they catch the Hail Mary and win the game. What people don't remember, there was a 15-yard roughing the passer penalty um, on, a two, on, a, on a hard two-hand touch um, that put him in midfield and make that play happen. <laughs> but it's Aaron Rodgers. We're not talking nothing. On that play, nothing to see here. We're just going to talk about this man's greatness. Right? And the same thing happened this Sunday. We ain't going to talk about those P.I. calls. We're going to talk about Tom Brady's greatness. But if that play happened against Tom Brady, no doubt in his mind they would have won if it wasn't for that call. This is a travesty, y'all. Oh, the Buffalo Bills got one. Or, 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 you know, Taylor Heineke got one. And I came in here with that frustration because I was a prisoner of the moment. But I, I'm second in this argument. But I have to be the first to admit that you're right. That you you win the argument on this. One. Well, I'd say this: if you if you would have tailored it to question even to be, uh, do superstar teams do certain teams uh, in the NFL? Because okay, I, I think yeah. it's hard to break down players <clears throat> in NFL as it is a lot easier in the NBA. But yeah, I think you might have had me there. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, you last year we've seen the amount of times James Harden got to the free throw line. That's it. Uh, but hey, that happened a lot with Houston. Yep. You know, like Houston played different. Like <laughs> Houston was a better team because yeah. James Harden was getting 20 foul trots a game, you know. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. But great. I love that. Yeah. All right. No, it's fun. It's fun. This got the yeah. fun topic. Um, I'm glad we're, we're doing this live right now. And I'm, thank you guys for sharing. We already got like three shares. I'm happy to see that. 
because we usually don't, we usually do tape delay on Sports Debate Tuesday. So let's go to topic two. We're going to revisit the NFL because we still have our pick six. And anyone out there who wants to challenge our pick six, mm-hmm. uh, we, you have between now and Thursday to do it. But let's wait till they come up. Um, Miranda will probably be back in and she can edit in and stencil in on our live on our live podcast. You know, the like just have the names left up there on the screen and this and that. But, sure. but for now, let's go to topic number two. Our other favorite sport, the UFC. Mm-hmm. The UFC 269 was Bonkers. a blast. Crazy. On a card that was so stacked, a card that got $8 million from the gate during a pandemic a card that delivered quality wise so much the ufc ufc president dana white awarded eight performance bonuses fight of the night got dominic cruz and munoz worthy as just as worthy as any other fight and i get that for all three rounds but eight performance bonuses usually you just get four and sometimes he's so pissed off he don't want to give out none you know it's like "Ah, if i got to here here's 50 g but big up to dana white for giving some of that money back. You get $8 million from the gate, pay your people. Because I hate to see players out, uh, fighters out there talking, having these GoFundMe projects where this dude's blowing $7 million in the casino. Yeah. Okay? Um, that's a whole other thing because I ain't Dana hating today. I'm Dana loving. Mm-hmm. Eight performance bonuses, dude. So, yeah. There's an infinite amount of things to talk about here. But for us, let's see if we can consolidate it. Let's see if we can be more acute with this. And let's take this down to two fights. Two fights that grabbed our eye. All of them grabbed our eye, but you and I think we were comfortable picking this. First, congratulations, Juliana Pena. All right? Crazy. Love that. That's amazing. Congrats to Sean O'Malley, (laughs) who continues to market himself and paint his hair and talk the right crap to the right people at the right time. And Mm. when it's time to deliver, very much like fighters who talk crap and back it up, um, he's on a good path. Mm. Um, So... The question is twofold. Let's start with the first one. Who's next for these two fighters, these two winners? Who should they be, and who do you think it's going to be? Let's start with Sugar Shane, Shane O'Malley. Sean O'Malley? Did I just say Shane? Sugar Sean. Sean yeah. O'Malley. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So let's look at the rankings. Um, yeah, I, I think Sean. He's definitely going to be ranked now. Mm-hmm. You know, twelfth, eleventh, fifteenth, something. Um, and I think he's got to, you know, he's got to fight somebody who uh, either just lost or, again, I don't like to say picking your fights, but in order to work up the rankings, in order to work up 15 people in front of you who have the ability to pick their fights and to get further along that route, you got to pick the right fights. Um, so I have a couple of uh, ideas as opposed to uh, I think that the UFC is going to challenge him to fight somebody who can take him down and take him to the ground as Marlon Vera did when he hurt him. Hmm. Um, but I still don't believe that was a, a true um, testament to if he can stay off the ground or not. So I think uh, uh, Marlon Morales would be a, a fantastic matchup. Uh, I think he's a, a real gatekeeper at that the weight division now. Uh, I would like maybe if he really wants to step up in that, in that, in that, uh, in that weight class, uh, Pedro Munoz, who just lost to a tough fight to uh, Dominic Cruz. But I think that's a great matchup for him, and they both want to kind of stand up and 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 have a firefight. That's, that's even though Munoz got a good ground game. Great, game, that's what I mean. You know, he's gonna gonna challenge him. You know, Marlon Morales loves to stand up and 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 fight, but he also has a great ground game. And then my other guy was a uh, uh, Sun Sal. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see. Rafael, yeah. You know, he's got a really good ground game, but again, he likes to stand up and trade. So I think those are fantastic matchups for for Sean O'Malley, as well as good challenging. Uh, a good challenge to move up in the rankings with. So that would be my uh, my three picks for Sean, yeah. Yeah. Well, my pick, I have one or two good picks too, but first things first, what I want to do is go to this list and say these top five are out, and including uh, including uh, um, Marat, who uh, was part of um, Team Sarah Longo, mm. who's just murdering it right now. So let's go seven to, to uh, 15, because I'm not... He ain't sniffing the top six because right now all of them won, mm-hmm. you know, and all of them are like, nah, you know, it's, it's not worth the payday. Cody Garbrandt just lost at 125. No. Pedro Munoz, I like that match. Dominic Cruz is my pick. Dominic Cruz is my pick because as far as like mic skills and having verbal warf- warfare and selling the fight is mm-hmm. concerned, he's the only fighter I, I know I see on this list right now that won, that actually won. 
and, and would probably still take that fight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. to him, because to Dominic Cruz, that's an easy fight for him. Sure. It's, it's easy work. And for um, O'Malley, it is the opportunity and break he's been looking for if he can catch Dominic Cruz. Because Dominic Cruz can get, can get caught, but he the dude's hard-headed. He's almost impossible to knock out. Co- remember when Cody Brandt, oh, yeah. remember when Cody Garbrandt fought him for the belt? Oh, yeah. And Cody was Cody had power in both hands and was just starching people? But Cody's issue was he was trying to mm-hmm. beat him up for three rounds, for right. five rounds. And he should have just finished the fight. Mm-hmm. You know, So that was his issue, and that's his mistake. But... Yeah, uh, I think that's a fantastic matchup. I love that one. Cody Stamen, he ain't going to fight. Cody Stamen's full of piss and vinegar. Mm. And you talk crap to that guy, he doesn't, He it's not going to distract him from fight and make him fight worse. That's only going to make him fight better. He's one of those guys, you know, there's, there's like a handful of athletes. If you talk crap to them, they only play better. Mm-hmm. Some, where some of them, you talk crap, they're like, I'll show you, and they don't do well. Mm. Stamen's one of them guys. He ain't going to mess with that guy. Edgar, he's got a longer reach then. And that would be an ideal fight for him. That's so. I think he should fight Edgar. Um, but who would I like to see him fight? I want to see. I want to see him fight Dominic Cruz. And I don't. <laughs> and you would think I don't like the guy, right? Like, why do you want? Dom, why do you want to watch Cruz house this dude? I just. I just love Cruz's mic skills, and mm. I don't think he'd be up for a fight as much as for this since Dillashaw. Mm. Remember him and Dillashaw and 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 the pre-fight stuff and just the oh, conversations yeah. they had. Yeah. It was that, great. That'll yeah. put butts in. That can, that can main event. I mean, even... that can, Maybe not a pay-per-view. That can main event a house show. Even... Uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. I was literally yes. about to say, you got a... Yeah, like a, you know, ESPN, you know, free fight night thing. That would be a perfect, a perfect uh, uh, fight. Because then you could probably get really get a, a nice a nice intake from that. Mm. Um, get some sponsors. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's great picks. I mean, yeah, Dominic Cruz would be a perfect matchup. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's... I'd love to see. I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen next for him because that's going to be a fun fight no matter what. No matter. So now let's move on to Juliana Pena. Mm. I'm, I'm going to go back to the rankings. And we're going to lose our live feed in a minute because my bit rate is not set up for 59 uh, frames per second. This is set up for 29. So. One day. so when my tech person comes in, we'll figure that out and we could do more of these live, but, which sucks, but... Um, let's go to Pena. I'll go first on this one. Now, Pena, first things first. If the champ wants a rematch, she's argue, argue, arguably the, the, the greatest female fighter, f- female mixed martial artist of all time. I think Mo, you and me are co-sign on that. Mm. Um, right, she's she's faced the best and she's beaten the best. She She's no ducking anybody, right? I mean, she'd fight Gina Carano. Carano came out of retirement. <laughs> I like, if not Nunez, both of us are citing as a pretext right now. For if sure. not Nunez, then who? Yeah. I'd like to see her fight Valentina Shevchenko. Mm. I think Shevchenko has the weight uh, to fight a 135 and 125. I also think um, Juliana Pena carries a lot of weight with her that she can shed and still, and still I, I, think, I think, still hit hard and do the fun thing she wants to do. I think we both know how that's going to turn out. <laughs> she fights Shevchenko. But at the same time, she openly said she wanted that fight. And Shevchenko is the type of uh, fighter who right now is Alexander the Great. Mm-hmm. She, she's weeping right now because in 125, there are no more worlds <laughs> left to conquer. It's true. So if not Nunez, make mine Valentina Shevchenko. And that's two belts right there. Valentina wins that. That's if she goes down. And, and yeah. Oh, she goes up. Ooh. Yeah, that's two belts. Two belts for Valentina. Yeah. Then she got to fight Amanda. Then, right. they, then it sets up that third match. That's right. And I want to I see that happen. Who you got? Um, And also, sorry, if they if she does get both those belts, she can then determine what catch weight she fights Amanda at, as opposed to where Amanda gets to decide what catch weight they fight at. Chance call the shots. Yep. So that's going to be a big, big difference. And now you know what, how to beat Amanda. That's, that's big deal. That's a big deal. Uh, For me, good. Yes. For me, I have, uh, I would love for her to fight Durandamy again. I think, uh, you know, just. Okay. The iron lady. That's right. That's right. Cause I mean, I'm so surprised that, you know, she, she sub, she submitted her, uh, a a type of submission or ground game type of a individual as well. So I think she'd really just want that fight back and, uh, want to dominate, 
uh, against somebody who, you know, because she's got the she's got the she's got stand up. Duran has got stand up. Duran has got ground game. She's got ground game. I think that'd just be a great fight. You know, who knows what happened? And honestly, if Pena lost to Duran I would be okay with that. You know, I think Durandamy is totally deserving of at least holding the title for a, for, for a second. You know, yes. So I'm told I'd totally be down for that. I don't know if I like Shevchenko because I don't think Pena is gonna come out of that too fresh. You know, and that's why I talk about that two that two belt. But hey, prove me wrong. But I think she should stay where she's at and and create that clout and create that you know good I don't know good juju at that level. And then if she wants to move on from there when she solidified herself at her weight division. I think that 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 would be the right thing to do. Nice. You know. Here's a very strange lurking variable that a reporter asked Dana. Well, look at this for a second. This is the bantamweight top ten. Hmm. Where's the Iron Lady? Hmm. They asked at the press conference where Dana was. Why isn't she in the rankings? And Dana answered by saying, "You have to ask her. That's private, and he doesn't want to talk about it." It's, it was just the weirdest cryptic. Hmm. Um, answer ever look at that yeah that's weird how does someone like that and these aren't like no you know you know uh world beating names you know what i mean it's like you can't even just stick her at 15 just to no. be like yo she's up there you know what was her last fight was her last fight um was her last fight against the yeah. champ Nunes, at 145 yeah. i mean that's the last one i remember that's the last one i remember that's a very bizarre thing it right is. it is let's um Actually, let's um, let's go, Jermaine. Let's look it up. Let's look it up right now. But I like Jermaine Durand. Durand, I mean, for that, I like that she can make different weight classes. That fight, we both know what happened. At, what have to happen in one thirty-five, and 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 the UFC is not into non-title matches, right? That, that would have to happen for the belt. Yeah. So, which which means that it's important for us to look at what happened with the rankings and where her last fights were. So her last win was against Julia Pena. And that was 2020. That was a year ago. So maybe mm. inactivity. She hasn't fought in a year. I don't know. I mean, what if Dana usually she's beaten everybody. Look at this list, dude. I know the, right there. She's beaten. Dana's I'm going to blow it up. Fighters, so I don't know why she would not want to fight. That's Aspen lad gone. That's crazy. Uh, Holly home. The iron lady. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's a question. That I guess we're gonna have, we're gonna find out as um, the title picture situation unfolds with with all of these people. Okay, so that's mm. cool. So for now, we're gonna do our NFL. We're gonna do our uh, NFL pick six. Uh, I say that to topic three instead of topic two. Mm. So pretty good week. We don't we didn't have a competitor last week, so we're just gonna call our our, our wins and losses a wash. <laughs> So um, unfortunate. So unfortunate. It is unfortunate. <laughs> I think you're like five and one or something. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Look, I did the right thing. I, something I said I would never do. I picked against my Bills. I told I told you in the beginning of the season I was going to pick Bills because I thought if they won 14 games or 13, I'd be right 13 out of 17 times. Right. So not, I'm, that's not, a good not number this to be year. right. Yeah, no. Not this year. <laughs> no. no, I was right. I didn't yeah, pick them. Yeah, you're right. I didn't pick them. So, so you're right 13 yes. out of 17. <laughs> I have to, yeah, I had to, look, I had to change that number, man. I had That's to right. be real. You, you got know? four chances to, to switch but it But you up, know right? I had faith because I picked them against Kansas City. You know, I picked them against some pretty tough teams, I'll, the Titans, I'll, you know. I mean, a lot of people said that there were they were better fit to 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 play the Buccaneers at the Buccaneers than they were to play the Patriots 100%. at Buffalo. In that weather, you 100%. know, because their defense is not made to stop the run. It's made to get to the passer. And they showed it, too. Yeah. That's and they true. showed it in the Bucks. You know what I mean? Leonard Fournette ran all over them in the first half. I mean, all over them. Yep. You know, it's it tough to watch. But mm -hmm. they came back. They showed their resiliency. If they could just make it even at half, if they could just keep it even, they're such a good second-half team. They are. You know? They don't necessarily close the best, but no, they're such but a they good score a lot. team. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, if it's close and you score a lot, you don't have to be close at the end. No, hell no. You know, you don't got to close if you're up 10. <laughs> so. We got a chopping. I'm glad we got a good signal here on the, on the hardware. Um, week six, game one. You go first. Chiefs at Chargers. Mm, Chiefs, Kansas man. City Chiefs against the, the Chiefs. L.A. Chargers. Chargers looked real good last week against the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> against Mike Glennon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You got Chiefs? Yeah, man. Chiefs all day. Chiefs are back 
Their their defense is back. Their offense is humming. Not not quite moving how it should be, but it's 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 nice. It's cruising. Honestly, them winning these games when their offense is not moving is a testament to how good that team is and how Absolutely. well coached they are. Um, they have you have to realize that ugly games counts as wins too, and they won ugly. I think they won as a four straight right uh, right now, but um mm-hmm. no, actually yesterday they made it five. Mm. Um, and here they are, and here come the Chiefs, and I'm picking them too. Um, Patriots at Colts. Um, New England's winners of seven in a row, beating a very competitive Buffalo Bills team. People would say convincingly because they ran all over them, but when you actually consider the score and this and that, it was closer than they think. But I'm only biased uh, for my Buffalo team, and I got to keep it real. They they did they did dominate that game. They just won by a small margin, and I think they're going to dominate this game. I think. Um, Frank Reich is a, is a highly capable coach. I think him and Wentz have this great relationship. And the Colts are going to continue to do some good things, but it's not going to be against New England. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> Indianapolis's defense is really, really underrated. DeForest Buckner, one of the best defensive linemen in the league, I think that will have a really big effect. Uh, whether or not Harris comes back, Damian Harris is one of they the Patriots in order to run the way they need to run especially when the weather is not just bad and they have to run every time is they have a lot of misdirection they have some power they have different backs for different situations now they lost their back last week from a hamstring I don't know if he's going to be 100% this week but that kind of changes their aspect on offense of, of how they can attack their def- the defense in front of them so I think it's going to be a little bit more on Mac Jones this week, and we're going to see if Mac Jones can can shoulder the load with a little bit of a run game. But if he can shoulder the load and beat a very good defensive uh, Colts team, you know, and a good running team, and a really good running team, Jonathan Taylor, one of the best backs in the league. I got him on fantasy, no doubt. I got him on fantasy, and that's how you beat another team is yeah. by by beating a team that's just like you. You do the same thing they want to do. You run it down their throat, and the Patriots they could get run on. They can get run on. Yeah. Um, but Bill, Bill's good at surviving those things. For sure. For Bill sure. Has, Bill won a Super Bowl. For sure. As a defensive coordinator. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. He said in order for us to beat the Bills, Thurman Thomas has to run for 150 mm-hmm. yards, and they thought he was crazy. And But it was everything they needed to win by one point, albeit a wide right. Mm. So who do you got? Man, you know, I think I'm going to have to go with the Colts, man. You know, okay. I'm a bit of Patriots, man, but I think it's Colts this week. I think the Patriots are going to. They got to travel. They got to go to Indianapolis. Colts are going to take this one. Nice. All right. Game three. Bengals at the Broncos. This one, you got to go first. Don't All right. Mm-hmm. Bengals visiting mile high. And the Denver Broncos are actually playing mile high right now. They're playing great. They're playing great football. Their defense is going great. But I just can't trust that offense, man. I don't know what it is. That offense just doesn't work for me. And so... I think the Bengals are going to go in there and smack them and smack them hard. I think it's going to be a big, I think it's going to be a 20 point victory. I'm going to say that now. So I'm going to go Bengals. Man. Ah, the Broncos going to hoodwink me into taking this game. Yeah, yeah. I'll pick the Broncos. Good, I think good. the Bengals are doing really well. And I think um, they have to do a better job in these games decided by three points. And if it's down to three points and if it's mile high, leave it up to the Broncos. Mm. Um, just good coaching, man. Good. They're they're doing a lot a lot with a with a bunch of no name players, and can only win so many games before you start becoming a believer. It's true. Packers at the Ravens. I go first on this one. Um, Green Bay right now has shown that their elite status. Green Bay showed that they're worthy to be back at the NFC Championship game in a very very tough conference that that I still contend is not tougher than the AFC. Mm. Um, they think it is, but if you look at the head to head competition, the stats say different. In the last 21 games, the AFC played the NFC. The AFC has won 14 to 7. So, so anyone that I don't know, maybe that survives my eye test. Maybe it doesn't. But I don't think the Ravens survived this one. They 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 had trouble beating, winning last week. They're not going to beat this team, who by the way is improving on the road. I don't even know if they're going to have Lamar. Oh, Lamar might not even be. Oh, the hell with that then. (laughs) And but next, I gotta say, Tyler Huntley though. Maybe it's just because the Ravens play such a type of way, and then you get a passer or somebody who can't do that, so they gotta put more passing in. Your defense is not ready for just a pass-heavy offense. But Tyler Huntley looked good, and he's been pretty solid every Mm -hmm. time he's hopped in for backup. But yeah, you can't. The team when a team actually has to uh, game plan for you, which I believe is gonna happen this week. It's not going to work out the same. So 
I just have to say I'm gonna have to go against the Ravens, man. The Packers looking clean, defense looking great. Yeah, great. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that's gonna be easy. Two fantastic backs. It's gonna be the Packers. Yeah. All right. Yep. Two people. Two for the Packers. Let's go Seahawks at the Rams. Russell Wilson had a pretty good game last week. Um, not great, but good. Um, showed some grit, determination. Took took a bunch of hits. He's still not used to taking because he, was, if you remember, he he never used to get hit. He always just slide or run out of bounds. And mm. and I don't I don't know why he's putting himself through some of those things. Sometimes um, he's just gotta do what he's done before. But let's start with the winner here. Who's gonna win? I'm gonna go with the Rams, man. I think they're finally gonna right the ship against mm. a, a you know topsy turvy Seahawk team mm. and. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think all Matt Stafford has to do is play okay. You know, take a take a take a page out of Patrick Mahomes' book. Interceptions every single week. Take your check down. Make an easy completion. Make play. Put players in space to make plays. That's your job, not to hit the deep ball every single game, right? Dude. And force a ball every single game. So if you could just take it down a notch, play some decent football. They're going to win, and they're going to win big. they got a great defense, but they need to understand the offense is going to sell them out by going three and out every single play. Defense don't play great after that. So I got the Rams, and I think they're going to right the ship, and hopefully they're going to start picking off some big teams. So I'm going to go Rams here. I don't even know why I have that. I thought they were supposed to play Arizona first, but um, I thought Sony Michelle was a very good fill-in. Mm-hmm. You know, for Henderson, who I believe was on COVID protocol, and they showed that they can run with with different multi, uh, backs, and they they shown that the last few years from Anderson to what uh, they've had at least five starting running backs that they turned into feature backs and that were producing a lot of yards. Um, I just think McVay's a good coach, and I think even when the Rams were bad under Fisher, they found ways to beat Seattle, and I think they're going to do it here. I picked the Rams. Oh yeah, sorry Russell, hey, <laughs> it's my favorite quarterback in the entire. Send him league. to the Giants. Yes. Send him to the Jets. Do not for sure don't send him to the Jets. It's ah. where careers go to die, dude. Mm. Um speaking of where careers used to go to die, we we have a team, the Saints, who used to be called the Aints, <laughs> and the Bucks, who we can go all day on, are now the last couple of years have been really, really good. And this time the Saints are visiting Tampa Bay. They're visiting Tampa Bay. I'm gonna go first on this one. Do I go first on this one? Is it mm-hmm. you? Okay, I go first on this one. I don't think they beat him with Jameis Winston, who's not there. I don't think they beat him with Taysom Hill, who's injured. And I don't. they definitely don't. Lightning will not strike twice with Trevor Simeon. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going bucks on this one. Yeah, I mean I thought that. The, the Bills, all those things they needed to fix. And not only that, but know how to win games in the end and figure things out. Um, I'm not going to say anything about getting calls again. I sound like a big crybaby, but I'm going to go Tampa Bay on this one. Yeah, I'm going to make it real quick and easy. It's going to be Tampa Bay because Tom Brady going to show up again and win this division Yep. this week. Yeah, I like that. So we are entering our other topic and still my favorite topic. <clears throat> Just got to figure out where the heck it is. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, my favorite topic, I bring you to shame. Or not to shame. 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 <laughs> shame. There it goes. <laughs> shame. Shame. Oh. Step tell your man to step aside or there will be violence. She goes, I choose violence. <laughs> <laughs> that chick is crazy. Yeah. Well, when you got what you got on your side, Yo, you call violence. Did you see that, right? So sh- to shame or not to shame is not uh, is going to be a different question. Um to shame or not to shame people who give you the gladiators in any arena speech. I'd like to go first on this one because it can get, it can paint a picture on how I'm directing the shame this episode of Shame or to Shame go. Um, when someone loses, when an elite athlete who's been training so hard for a, situ- a situation and at the end uh, loses a match that comes up short, and when he's being criticized for coming up short, there is a defense mechanism where people are like, if you've never been in the arena, you shouldn't say that. And there, that has a heightened level of truth because there are some people who attack that person on a level that goes beyond what their eye test sees. With that, with that being said, 
I'm going to take this time to white knight for the other people. Because I am a, a Bill Parcells guy. You are what your record says you are. You can train all you want. Uh, and people respect that training. You can have diet, nutrition, entertain the masses, and make tons of money doing it. Shitloads of money doing it. And people will respect you for that. If you win, people will respect you for that. If you lose, people still... Here's the thing. People still respect you for it if you lose. But if you lose, it is their right to ask questions as to what your strategy or what the hell you were thinking about. This hap This all started with the Texas game when I was like, they really need to let that libero jump serve. And everybody's like, oh, he forgot more than you'll ever know, which isn't true. All right. There's a difference between do more with less and glorified babysitter. Yeah, I said it. So... Um, but that's where it started, but that's not where I'm going because I don't, I don't care about Texas. I'm, I'm, I live in California. I'm from New York. I don't, I don't even know. I don't, I've been to Lubbock, okay? That's where people go to die. I, I, don't, I, I don't care about Texas. I don't care about University of Texas. I'm, I care about people creating a healthy balance between not being too harsh in their criticism to people who, who busted their ass to win or lose a game versus people who are just being idiots. Like, oh, I knew you'd lose or whatever. And it's, and it's easy for someone to say that on their couch. Mm. So, so we hate that kind of person too. Do you, so before I give you a minute, which I went over, do you understand where I'm coming from on, sure. on this one? And I'm giving you 60 seconds to, to, to sure. say what you got to say on this one. And the floor is yours. And I'll even say to this, the Buffalo Bills had a reporter ask them, were they embarrassed about losing a football game where everybody in the entire stands knew that they were going to run the ball because you can't even throw the ball. Were they embarrassed? You're allowed to ask questions. Now, could you frame it better? Sure. But that's an allowable question because you're there as an entertainment entity, right? <coughs> it's, it's, it's there to watch. Now, when we're talking about gladiators in the arena, that same argument that somebody's saying that you don't know because you've never been there, where have you been? And were you there at that time? Were you watching what i was watching what do you know about what i know so all those it, it goes to many 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 topics but i think at the end of the day you don't know about other per, other people unless you know them so don't speak about it and if you're talking about sports there are uh, there are reporters there are uh espn there is uh you know your casual friend group you talk with those are all opinions so if somebody has an opinion let them have an opinion now if you want to react to that opinion that's your prerogative but again just have another why don't you just create a a conversation about the point that was proven as opposed to creating an argument and that's what i was trying to say i think if someone's attacking a volleyball player or a basketball player or in this case a football player personally you should be embarrassed that's personal that's not strategic. That's not what do you want to do better next game or or what do you think to the people who are going to say when they perceive you as soft, which isn't really a question. That's the reporter saying, I'm thinking you're saying soft, right. putting in the, in, the, in, in the form of a question. So now we have our next section, and this is this is your favorite topic. Mm -hmm. Mine is um, to shame or not to shame. And Rob's favorite topic is this quick question. Loving it. Yeah, man. We're keeping that one. <laughs> Rob, quick question. How many fights do you think Nunez will have before she retires? On, it was a very, it kind of caught me off guard, but I, I, I definitely thought of the retirement question uh, when she was fighting. I'd say five. And that's a big number, but i say five. You say five? I say five. Uh, got to turn my camera back on. Sorry, I'm turning my camera back on. I would say three. I would say she's made a pile of money. I think Modelo's given her residuals. I think champ money, um, sponsorship money has put some of these fighters where they know CTE is a real thing and, and she got her she got she got her face punched in and brains beat out a little bit and some of these fighters would probably retire a lot early if they got paid more. Hmm. And she's at she's at that cuff. So you say five, I say three. Sorry, so much for a quick question. <laughs> um quick question. Does Nunez deserve an immediate rematch? Uh does she deserve it? Absolutely. Yes. Will she get it? That's a different question. question. For me, yes. Um, quick question, or maybe not so quick. Is Durant the best player in the NBA, yes or no? Uh, 
yeah, right I would now. have to say yes, especially right now, but also only because he shows up when it matters. Yep. Right. For me, get ready. It's, I think it's Greek Freak. I think he's. The, I think he's the best player in the NBA today, and you think it's Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like as to the category of best player in the NBA today, two mm. good picks. Um, quick question: Will the Jags have a winning season next year? <laughs> no. That's a no. Yeah. Next, <laughs> will the Giants? <laughs> Honestly, I think they will. <laughs> now listen to me. <laughs> you can't laugh at the Jags and no. not laugh at the Giants. <laughs> no. They have two top ten draft picks this year. They keep their team together. They draft another quarterback and they draft a defense or an offensive lineman. They're in business. So let me tell you that they got a great defense and they have a solid offense. They just need a quarterback. And uh, Daniel Jones got hurt. You get an offensive lineman in there so you can run the ball. That team's going to be dangerous. I'm just telling you. Now we're talking about a winning season. Giants are known as nine and seven. So that's a good Giants team. Nine and seven. Hundred percent. Yeah. Or nine seven and. Or, or nine, nine and eight, eight right? There's like nine um, and eight or ten yeah. and seven. Uh, does Pena go after the one one forty five belt? Does she? I I think in time, uh, if she can solidify herself at her current weight division. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think she should again fight a couple more times, solidify herself down there, so that if she goes up there, it's not going to hurt her stock. You know what I mean? It's not going to hurt her stock in her division. If she loses to Shevchenko right away. People are coming a gun after her, right? She just beat Nunez. Everybody's like, hold on, let me recalibrate and see what this girl's about. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I say no because she doesn't strike me as the type of person that spends a lot of sauna time to cut weight in the first place. If I had to be a guessing man, she probably walks around 150. You know what I'm saying? So 145, a lot of those fighters come in as big as her. But with that being said, there are t- the best fighters are not the ones at 40, 145 and stay there, right? They're Jermaine Durand, I mean, who are interchangeable. They're Amanda Nunez, who are interchangeable. Or Holly Holm, who's interchangeable. Misha Tate could probably do that if she wants to. So uh, right now I say no because it's it seems like it's easier for her to cut to 135 than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 kind of a Ronda Rousey thing. Like, why would she? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's why I yeah. say no. But Ronda, by the way, was 145 Um, her first, like, six fights before she... Made the complete move to 135. So that's yeah. just an interesting fact. Um, I, as far as facts go, I, I might stretch that because I don't know if it was six fights. I think it might have been five. All right. So that's the end of the quick question. Mm. Uh, but before we go, um, we usually have a, a like a, a tribute moment to someone. But I will say RIP R. R. Uh, Demarius Thomas, Super Bowl winner. One of those things that just caught everybody by surprise. Um, untimely death passed away at the very young age of 33 years old. It just makes you think. How finite life is, you know, I, and, I how, heard, and how. I heard he had uh, seizure issues yeah. for his for for most of his life. So he should have had CDBOL, man. Cr- well, uh, yeah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. I mean, the NFL, right? Could wouldn't let you, don't let you, doesn't let you use cannabis, right? But repute, um, not traditionally. It's untraditional. It's not traditional, but I've heard good stories about people being seizure free for just five, um, like Absolutely. two five years. Jesse Ventura was literally taking care of someone that was having five a day. Yes, I remember hearing about yeah. that. He was seizure free for the last the last five years. Since it's crazy. Day and day when long. you when you see somebody having a seizure or mm-hmm. like have seizures daily, it's the freakiest thing you've ever and seen. And you life. feel so horrible for them and their whole body. I mean, if you ever had a, like a like a cramp, you know what I mean. Your body is just like completely, yeah, tired after that. You know, it's like your whole body is using every muscle it could possibly use. So I, I just, they're weak, you know, they're very weak physically after, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough scene to see, you know, and you, you're scared too. You're like, Hey, are you going to make it through? It's very difficult, you know? So I, I, I can only imagine and, and not to go too further in this, but like he was, a, he was at home alone, you know, <laughs> and he passed away alone and that's very difficult. No matter what you make in this world, we'll no matter cry, what dude. you do, yeah, you always want to be, you, you really want to have the people around you. So, you know, when tough things happens. Oh, I ran out of, <laughs> of juice. I ran out of space actually. I got plenty of juice. <laughs> so all right, so Rob, we're gonna do our top five. Um <laughs> before we go, we have this category, the top five female MMA upsets in the history of mixed martial arts mm. and I guess consolidated to you to the UFC mm. which made it so I can, I'm going to give you my five and you're going to tell me who's missing from this order in the arrangement okay yes sir so number five I got 
Misha Tate over Holly Holm. Holly Holm just recently knocked out Ronda Rousey, seemed unstoppable, remained undefeated, and was up three rounds to one, like everyone thought she would be, boxing Misha Tate's ears off. But something happened in the third round when she took her down, and it looked like, wow, if that happens again, Misha could win. She took her down, had her in a rear naked choke. Holly, to her credit, tried to flip her. Misha hung onto the flip, so they both did a barrel together, and eventually, technical submission. Holly never tapped out. And Misha Tate won. So that's my upset number five. Number four, Amanda Nunez over Chris Cyborg. When Amanda Nunez beat Misha Tate for the belt, when she beat Holly Holm, when she beat all of these other fighters, Ronda Rousey, everyone's like, she could be the best in the world. And then when she fought Chris Cyborg, everybody's like, why'd you do that to her? Why are you doing that to her? You know, and what did she do? Not only did she she stand her own, stand fisticuffs in the middle of the cage with her, she knocked her out via faceplant. That is my upset number four. Number three, which goes to Holly Holm over Ronda Rousey. Holly Holm was 8-0, and mixed martial arts, but was a professional boxer before it. Everybody, when they fed her to Ronda Rousey, everyone was saying, it is too soon. This girl's still trying to learn her game. She just recently had a split decision, which a lot of people thought she lost. And because someone's O has to go, you want to feed the poor preacher's daughter to Ronda Rousey, an 11, a plus 1,100 underdog? Ask, ask us what, he, what we've won, Johnny. A kick to the head, a new champion. And Ronda Rousey's career basically was, it was the beginning of the end. Yeah. That's upset number three. Upset number two just happened over this weekend. Juliana Pena over Amanda Nunez. It was such a foregone conclusion. Amanda Nunez is going to win this one. We right. were doing our pick six. We said, next. <laughs> you know what? This Diet Pepsi in my hand is to wash down the crow. I had to heat the entire weekend and included this morning. Congratulations to Juliana Pena. You make our top, or my top two upsets, which leads me to number one. I'm a prisoner of the moment and I wanted to do the previous for number one, but you really can't help it. Mm. Thug Rose! Thug Rose! Thug Rose! Rose Namayuna has upset Joanna Champion, Joanna Jomchechek, mm-hmm. at Madison Square Garden in the biggest stage with the biggest pressure of a girl who was uh, kind of a, uh, uh, what, what many would call a journey person. Kind of a she journey. was kind of win some, yeah. lose some. She put a streak together. She beat, she beat the Dancing with the Stars chick, right? She beat um, Michelle Waterson. That's not an easy out because mm-hmm. you know Michelle, Michelle's always down for a scrap. Yeah. And then boom, here she is in this title match against a woman who just... who. Didn't even look like she was losing rounds. KO in the first round. <laughs> Doug Rose. That's my number one. Rob. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Are we doing with my list? That's Who's great. missing and what, and what order yeah, should it I be? mean, I, I wouldn't really change much. I would probably put Tate over home uh, in, in the third spot and drop Browsey over home down to, down to number five. And then I might even switch that out with Thug Rose with Wei Lee because that fight was Ooh. that little to the chin i mean that was the cleanest little kick i've seen and way lee honestly she didn't even get knocked out from that like she had yeah. to still put her down after she kicked her in the face Agreed. yeah you know Whaley's it wasn't just like a clean that. out yeah so that's Whaley why i'm like still contends that she didn't you know get finished but right that, mm-hmm. but that's what i mean is like i just when you look at that fight i think it felt just like thug rose over over Joanna, where they're like this girl she could win but she doesn't have a chance you know <laughs> and so that's why i gotta put that up there but yeah i love that list every one of them so I'd only probably change three to five and then maybe put Wei Lee instead. Three to five? And Wei Lee, where would you put Wei Lee? Probably over the, the home Rousey. Because I just, you say that that's the end of Rousey. I believe the end of Rousey was a lot earlier than that. When she went with that coach, that was the demise of her career. Because she armbarred every single person to get to the position and she was in. And then love with her hands. And then, no. Her coach told her that she has great hands, that she needs to fight standing up, which is okay. You need to do that, but you shouldn't go away from your game. Mm-hmm. You are the best. She still is probably the best, and she probably still has the stats to say it, the best armbar fi- finisher of all time, right. whether it's guys or girls. I mean, she would get that arm, and then within a second, the fight was over. The fight was over. So, yeah, I'd have to say... Um, just because of the way that Rousey fought, it was a foregone conclusion that I feel like Holly Holm was going to beat her because Rousey was never going to knock out Holm, never no. going to outpoint Holm. No, never. Holmes is tough to knock out. You know? Only Amanda's done that. That's what I'm saying. So, like, if she's not going to the ground, 
what are you doing? Yeah. So that's where I'm saying it's not even. I think that Thug Rose technically beating Wei Li, and in a, in, a, in a, she was a challenger. Wei Li the champion after Wei Li just did what she did to Joanna. I think and that's. Isn't it, and isn't doesn't this go back to our gladiators in the arena um criticism? True. If he's a real coach, okay, I I I might not think so. We 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 have our critiques of him or whatever. But us as fans, as as MMA purists, and this Never is not our wheelhouse. Volleyball's our wheelhouse. Um, I'm ex military. I know a little bit, but if you Haranda loses the first round, she lost like that, and in between rounds, he tells Ronda, "You're doing great." <laughs> it is. Everyone's right, not just MMA coaches, not just former fighters. It is everyone's right to to ask, why would you say something why like that? Why would you say? Because that's not what I saw. That's not <laughs> what I saw either. Oh, I'm sorry. When did I hit her? Oh, I'm sorry. When did I dodge a punch? Oh, I'm sorry. When did I hit her? Like, yeah. what is going on? How you say? Joe Rogan said the same thing. Joe Rogan's never been in the cage. Joe Rogan's a, a he's a he's a Taekwondo expert and he, and he knows MMA and he's a commentator. Absolutely. But even um, that's an example of but experience. No, but to wise, me, that's an example of someone who's not a coach with a win loss record. Right. He's not. Oh, he's not um, a gladiator in the arena. But nobody has anything to say about him. Yeah. Why? Because he analyzes the game, he studies the game, and he knows the game. Yeah. And so do and so do a lot of people who have opinions on those things. Right. I can't believe I'm going back to that, but but Edmund Tarbadian's an excellent example because all of us were saying, when he said you're doing great, we were like all of us were like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> Sorry, I had to. No, nah, <laughs> we stayed around long enough for you to say it, man. <laughs> I'm probably gonna edit a lot of this I shit know, out. I know, boy. I know. Not you, nah, you good. You know what I mean? Edmund want to come see you, man. You better uh, make sure you fine, have backup, man. I'm that down. Dude, that, I'm dude, down. that dude's Armenian. He's going to have 10 dudes with him. Armenian yeah. ain't fast, though. <laughs> I, but I like that he's spunky. I like that Edmund's spunky, man. I like that he's th- he's willing to throw down for his players, like uh, for his fighters. Like Travis Brown, he's willing to throw down with Fabricio Verdum. Even though we were all laughing, I'm like, nah, that dude got spunk, you know? Because um, we're allowed to compliment the gladiators. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rob, is there anything you'd like to tell our general public, our general audience who listen to this episode before we leave? Stay happy, stay healthy, y'all. And let me add to that, don't be afraid to talk to the people close to you, you know? Yes. Keep them close. Find out about, find something interesting this week about someone that you that you really thought you knew very deeply. That's like, that. that's what I would say to some people. I like that. Yeah. Wow. Rob just got deep on us. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, <laughs> this is not... I was mentally prepared for stay happy, the stay normal healthy, Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I got honey dicked. <laughs> all right. That's what Rob says. And I love all of y'all guys too. And I'm not going to, I mean, I could do the long X show, but I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to say peace out. We love you guys to pieces. I'm going to hit my music. Later. Come check out the Option Podcast on optiondb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. Be- You're going to love what you hear. I can't believe I said that. I mean, I thought I could go. You could probably take.